Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius. Hopefully, you guys are all having a good day. I know I am, because guess what? It is draft day, finally. It is the 29th of April. There, By the time you're listening to this, there's probably only a couple hours left until the NFL draft. I am super hyped about it. It's been months and months of hype and waiting just for this day. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm going to be bringing you my final mock draft, the mock draft 2.0. There are some trades in here, just letting you know. I will let you know that it's a obviously a, a mock trade versus a, a real-life trade, so hopefully I don't confuse you there. A uh, couple of news just to uh, before we get into it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater just got traded to the Denver Broncos for a sixth-round pick. Uh, quick opinions on that, initial reactions. I think that's a really good trade for Denver. You give up a sixth to bring in quarterback competition. Uh, yeah, I think overall it's a very good move. Carolina, I don't know what they're going to do at, for a backup. I actually could see them getting a quarterback uh, in the draft. They're not going to pick a quarterback at eight, but I can see like a, like a Kellen Mund, Kyle Trask, Sam Mills kind of later on in the draft. I can see them uh, picking a rookie like that as a backup just in case Sam Darnold isn't the quarterback that they uh, wanted him to be. So. In terms of uh, Denver, yeah, really good move. You're only giving up a sixth to, in my opinion, upgrade uh, your quarterback situation. At least it brings some some competition to Drew Locke. Uh, if quarterback falls to them at, at I think, nine, uh, I'm still taking it. If, if I'm the Denver Broncos, um, yeah, uh, I'm still taking a quarterback. So uh, we'll, we'll get into this all uh, in a second here. Uh, I should mention this is obviously post-Orlando Brown trade. Uh, as most of you know, the uh, Baltimore Ravens traded offensive tackle Orlando Brown to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, and acquiring the Chiefs' first-round pick, which is the 31st overall pick uh, in that deal as part of that deal. So uh, this is post that. So Baltimore Ravens now have two very late first rounds. Uh, and there's rumors that they're going to be trading both of those uh, to to get an earlier draft pick. So. A lot of crazy stuff going on. I'm just thrilled. Uh, I, I'm just so happy that that something something new is happening. The the NFL draft is so exciting, especially this year. There's a lot of questions. There's going to be a lot of surprising picks. So uh, I, I'm I'm very excited to uh, to to jump into this mock draft with all of you. So let's just do it. Let's just start. Uh, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Number one, Jacksonville Jaguars select quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. No surprise here. Uh, we don't really need to talk about talk talk much about it. He's the best quarterback in this draft class. Uh, it's, there's no doubt that Jaguars are picking him. He's going to be the starter day one, and I'm very excited for him. So, uh, yeah, there, there's really not much to digest here. Uh, New York Jets, number two, picking Zach Wilson out of BYU. That rhymed. That was nice. Yeah, the, the Jets, it seems they've made their decision about what quarterback they're going to pick. Is it the right quarterback? I That can be argued. I, in my opinion, I think Justin Fields is still the number two quarterback. I think that he's the second best quarterback in this draft. Uh, I, I was super high on him uh, at the end of the college season. 
Uh, I almost had him higher than Trevor Lawrence just because of he just looked so good. But, you know, Justin Fields is getting a little undervalued. Jets seem like they found their guy in Zach Wilson. I'm not going to blame him. Uh, I'm not going to be too harsh on Zach Wilson. He's very talented. His his arm strength is ridiculous. He's that type of quarterback that throws it 50 yards and it just looks like he he you know he's playing catch in the backyard. It looks like he's not putting any effort into it at all. So he, he can throw fast and accurate with ease. Uh, yeah, great pick for the New York Jets. This is where it gets a little spicy. Uh, I think I said that last time actually in the mock draft one. Uh, about the San Francisco 49ers, but still just as spicy. Mac Jones is being drafted to the 49ers at number three overall. Obviously, the quarterback out of Alabama. Uh, Ian Rappaport just recently uh, in the last few days reported that the 49ers are down to Alabama's quarterback, Mac Jones, and North Dakota State's quarterback, Trey Lance. I don't know why Justin Fields is not on this list. I'm kind of ripping my hair out uh, just because he is so good. And they're passing on him. Um, Kyle Shanahan also stated in a press conference, I, I think he, maybe it's a smokescreen. I don't know, but it seemed like he kind of let it slip that he's looking for a starter. There, the, there's also reports now that that they're trying to trade trade Jimmy Garoppolo uh, before the draft or during the draft. So, I mean, they're kind of running out of time before the draft. Uh, but, yeah, if they do that, Mac Jones... Or Trey Lance, which one would I like day one? Which one do I want to start? Or do I feel more comfortable starting right away? It's going to be Mac Jones. I think Trey Lance has the higher upside. And I think in five years, I think Trey Lance is going to be better than Mac Jones. But that's, and that's not a knock on Mac Jones. I, I think that's, uh, I guess I should say Michael McCorkle, which is Mac Jones' real name. So, uh, I, I understand why he's going by Mac, but it's, it's not a knock uh, on him. It's it's more of me just really liking Trey Lance and just the way he plays, the talent, the potential that he has. I think he's higher than Mac Jones, but uh, nonetheless, Mac Jones, he is growing on me. Uh, at, at first, I was super confused and upset why Mac Jones was going in the top five, um, but I still think that's a bit of a stretch, but top 10, he. he he has potential to be a top 10 talent. Uh, I, he is still the fifth best quarterback in this draft, but I think he deserves more credit than what I gave him in the past. He threw for exactly 4,500 yards last season, most in college football. He had the second most touchdowns last season in college football with 41. And here's the thing. There, there's, if you listen to last mock draft, I, I talked about, oh, he had, a, he had a great team around him, and that's why he succeeded. But then I go on to talk about Trey Lance and say, you know, who cares if he played in a in a worse division or, or in an easier he had easier competition? A good throw is a good throw, and a good read is a good read. That was kind of that's kind of hypocritical of, of me to say that you know Mac Jones was only a good quarterback because of the team built around him. That doesn't matter. A good throw is a good throw. A good read is a good read. A good play is a good play. No matter who you have on your team. So uh, after realizing that, I, I think Mac Jones fits uh, into Kyle Shanahan's offense a little bit more than Trey Lance. I mean, they're both going to work well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, realistically, I, I can see Mac Jones going at number three, which is a little bit crazy. Um, 
And they said in the past that Mac Jones is their guy. I don't know if that's a smokescreen. Maybe I'm being blinded by it now. But as of right now, I, I, I strongly believe Mac Jones is going to be the guy at number three. Uh, moving on to number four, the Atlanta Falcons. Here's a bit of a surprise here. Uh, they're drafting quarterback Justin Fields out of Ohio. Uh, Falcons have a lot of options at this number four pick. This is something that uh, I'm going to be just, I have my eyes locked on uh, when it's their turn to pick. Because really, it's going to be hard for the Falcons to mess up this pick. They either trade down, uh, you know, maybe to, maybe with the Patriots or, I don't know, the Broncos or maybe a, a team really wants Jamar Chase. I don't know. Or Kyle Pitts for that matter. Uh, and and they get a a mid and late round first. They can get you know, defenders. That that that'd be really good. That'd be really good for the Falcons. Or they draft Kyle Pitts, who is the best talent in the NFL draft this year. Or they get Justin Fields at quarterback. I those are the three options that I see, and all of them I would be happy with if I'm the Falcons. Uh, I, I picked Justin Fields uh, just because I think they got a new coach. New coaches tend to like to 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 bring in a a rookie quarterback to kind of mold them into the quarterback they want them to be. Matt Ryan's still going to be the starter day one. He, he'll most likely still be the starter the entire season. But let, let's be honest, he's not getting any younger. We got one or two years left of of Matt Ryan before he's. A, a fringe quarterback one in the NFL. So securing a top talent like Justin Fields, securing him for you know five years on the Atlanta Falcons, that's really good. That that is a really good move. Uh, Justin Fields, he's just too good of a talent to pass up at, at number four. So yeah, th- that one's a little bit of a hot take. Uh, they can really go anything there, like I stated, but Justin Fields is a really good option. Uh, number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. I have picking tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. Bengals also have a very tough decision to make. They know they need to help Joe Burrow, but how is the question? The three main options are Pitts uh, at tight end, Panay Sewell at offensive tackle, and Jamar Chase, wide receiver. Uh, it, you can kind of you know do a little Pitts versus Chase, which one is the better receiver. I would, I would pick Pitts. I think he's a better talent. Uh, and just the matchups he's going to have, the uneven matchups is going to help out a lot. Not to mention that the Bengals really, really, really need tight ends. Uh, yeah, I think Pitts would be a good option. The Bengals can also wait until their second round to add a lineman. So it's, I, I think if Pitts falls at number five, the Bengals need to take him. I would order it Pitts, then Sewell, then Chase uh, in terms of who the Bengals should draft. and at least two of those guys are going to be available at the fifth overall pick. So imagine Kyle Pitts on this Bengals team. I, I, I might have picked Pitts at number five just because this is my ideal landing spot for him. You have Joe Burrow. You have Kyle Pitts. You have T. Higgins, who had an amazing rookie season, and Tyler Boyd with Joe Mixon at running back. That is a dangerous offense. That is a very scary offense. They need to improve their offensive line, but holy crap, is, is Pitts going to be beneficial for this team? So I have him going five to the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Next up, number six, the Miami Dolphins noticed the Bengals pass up on Sewell, and they actually picked Sewell over Jamar Chase. So Panay Sewell, offensive tackle out of Oregon. It may be a bit of a shock that the Dolphins don't pick a receiver here, uh, but I don't think that you know they would expect Sewell to fall to them. I think if Sewell falls to them, they should take him. I think that adding an offensive line would be more beneficial for the Miami Dolphins than adding another receiver. Um, they they have Will Fuller, who I really like. They have Devontae Parker, who I really like, and Preston Williams, who I really like. Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, and Will Fuller, they all have injury issues, but when they're healthy, that is a great wide receiver core. Next thing to mention recently, the Miami Dolphins recently traded Eric Flowers to the Washington football team, so they need another offensive lineman to take that place, and I think Panay Sewell would be the best option to take at number six. Number seven, the Detroit Lions pick wide receiver Jamar Chase out of LSU. Lions get lucky here. They get the best wide receiver available in this draft class. Uh, 2019, uh, which was the season where Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were the two receivers for LSU. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously the quarterback. Statistically, Jamar Chase had a better season than Justin Jefferson. He had more yards, more touchdowns with less receptions, which means just a higher production out of Chase. I'm not saying that Jamar Chase is going to be as good as Justin Jefferson. I don't know if he's going to come close to having a good uh, rookie season as Justin Jefferson, but we know that the talent is there. We know he's that there's a potential that he can be as good, if not better, than Justin Jefferson. He's not being put into a team, I would say, that's going to give him the most success, but he's going to join the Detroit Lions and be the automatic number one. Without a doubt, he's better than Tyrell Williams. He's better than Quintus Cephas. He's better than Brashad Perriman. Uh, and and the Lions will know that. He's going to be the wide receiver one uh, heading into to the first week of the NFL season. So uh, that's going to be fun to, to keep an eye on. I think Jamar Chase, if he goes to the Lions, is going to get a huge volume of targets. So something, uh, yeah, if, if that does happen, if you're in a, a PPR league, half-point PPR league, that uh, that that would probably be a, a, a top end pick. So uh, next up, number eight, I have a mock trade. The Carolina Panthers trade back, or I should maybe say the Patriots trade up with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they're going to pick quarterback trade Lance out of NDSU, my favorite uh, potential quarterback. I think, oh man, Trailing's gonna be so good. I might be a little biased because he's from Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota, but oh man, Trey Lance, his, his ceiling is higher than uh, I would say any other quarterback in this draft class. So, Pacers trade up, they get the quarterback for their future. Uh, yeah, they, they're gonna trade up for the Carolina Panthers, taking uh, the last quarterback. Um, out of this draft class, so I guess out of the projected first round, which Denver Broncos at nine probably aren't too happy about that. Uh, yeah, Trey Lance, amazing college career. Only threw one interception during his uh, college career at NDSU. It wasn't a long career. It was about 17 games, if I uh, recall correctly. But man, he is, he's a, he can do it all. He's a dual threat guy. He's a rushing quarterback. 
Uh, a third of his touchdowns from the 2019, 2019 season were rushing touchdowns at 14, which means he had 28 passing TDs, zero interceptions that season. You put him on the Patriots, he is going to have the opportunity to learn from one of the best rushing quarterbacks of all time in Cam Newton. I mean, the, the, what better player to learn from than Cam Newton if you're Trey Lance? I mean, that's who Trey Lance is. Trey Lance is just a mini Cam Newton. And that's the potential that I see in Trey Lance. I, I see MVP season Cam Newton in Trey Lance. So it'll take a couple years. But yeah, it, this is the best opportunity for Lance to succeed. Uh, as much as I don't like... You know, one of my favorite prospects going to the Patriots. I think it's going to work out really well for him and the Patriots organization. Uh, number nine, Denver Broncos. They miss out on a quarterback or round one quarterback. They're going to pick linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Uh, it might be a little, little too high of a pick. Might be a bit of a, a reach for Micah Parsons, but you know he's projected to be the number one uh, defender taken in this draft. So. I think that's what the Broncos are going to do. I think they're going to go best defender available at this point. They could go offensive line, but I could I could see him going linebacker. Uh, I would say corner, but they just secured or not just, but they secured Kyle Fuller uh, from the Bears in free agency. So I think the Broncos are going to look for either linebacker or offensive line. I'm going to go linebacker linebacker here in Mike Parsons. Do I think that's their best move? Probably not, but this is what I'm predicting. So. Uh, here we go. Number 10, Dallas Cowboys, cornerback Patrick Sertain, the second out of Alabama. Cowboys drafted Trayvon Diggs last year. He looked pretty good. He needs some help. The Cowboys had one of the worst defenses last year. Uh, yeah, they're going to be picking the best cornerback in this draft. That's Patrick Sertain. He's the highest graded uh, corner in this year's draft class, according to PFF. Uh, and I think he's going to be the highest corner taken. I know that J.C. Horn has risen up the ranks, uh, and I can see the Cowboys picking Horn instead of Sertain, but I think they're going. Uh, I, I think they're going to go with Sertain. I think that's going to be their their guy. Uh, next up, number eleven, the New York Giants select wide receiver Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. I think it fits their offense a little better than Devontae Smith, even though I think Devontae Smith is the better receiver. I think that Jalen Waddle fits this offense more. Uh, Giants are all in on Daniel Jones. They've stated it before. Uh, they, they need to do whatever it takes to help him improve. So, uh, yeah, Giants added Kenny Galladay. Great addition, but I think they're going to draft another top talent in Jalen Waddle. Um, Devontae Smith, like I said, he's an option as well, but I think Waddle fits the scheme a little bit better. I think he... They, uh, the Giants are missing that that speedster, uh, and I think Waddle can really help with that. You know, kind of that he's not going to get, you know, uh, double-digit catches a game, but he's going to get some big plays uh, here and there. So I like Jalen Waddle to the Giants. Uh, number 12, Philadelphia Eagles selecting wide receiver Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Both Alabama wide receivers taken uh, in a row here. Eagles, they finally get a pick right this year. They finally draft a good receiver. And it, it's, I would say it's because of the Giants getting Jalen Waddle uh, over Devonta Smith. I think Smith fits the Eagles more. Um, so, yeah, they, I think they got lucky. I think that Jalen Waddle is basically another Jalen Rieger. Uh, 
I think Waddle's obviously better than Jalen Rieger, but they don't need two of them. They don't need the same wide receiver. So getting Devonta Smith, getting the best hands uh, out of the, the wide receivers in the NFL, or sorry, uh, in the NFL draft, um, is is the, their best option. And I know they didn't really have much of a choice because all the other receivers are taken, but even if they had a choice between Waddle and Smith, I would still go Smith if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the Heisman winner. He's a amazing route runner. He's he has some great athleticism as well. And you know who cares if he's one sixty eight? Like, come on, like that that if that is his biggest problem, that he's a little underweight. He weighs one hundred and sixty five pounds or something. I'm not worried. If that's the biggest problem, not worried at all. He will bulk up. Even if he doesn't, you're gonna you're gonna get at least a couple of good years out of him. So, I mean, you look back and you're like, all right, Marvin Harrison was super tiny as well. He was super light. Uh, Steve Smith was like only five nine. That didn't stop him from becoming a Pro Bowler. Like, th- yeah, come on. If weight's the biggest problem, I'm not worried about Devonta Smith. I think this is a great addition for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I really hope that happens. Number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers get their dream offensive lineman, Rashawn Slater, out of Northwestern. It's probably a little bit unrealistic that Rashawn Slater falls this far. Uh, He is a top 10 talent in the NFL draft. Firmly believe that. Uh, But, you know, I think this mock draft shows that that it's possible that this can happen. Uh, It's possible that Slater can fall all the way down to 13. So the Chargers... They need to protect Justin Herbert at all cost, adding left tackle at pick 13, best move they can make. Number 14, my Minnesota Vikings select offensive tackle Christian Derrissa out of Virginia Tech. Vikings have one of the worst O-linemans uh, or O-lines in the NFL. They've had one of the worst O-lines in the NFL for the last 10 years, I would say. Uh, so it's no surprise that, that they're going to go O-line here. Um, whether it's Derrissa or Vera Tucker, I think if Derrissa is available, Vikings should take it. Uh, he's a left tackle. He can also play left guard uh, if needed. And yeah, the Vikings need it. So Vikings kind of have one of the the offensive linemen that they just kind of they'll shift around all over the place. So if they if they need Darius to play left tackle, play left tackle. If they need him to play left guard, he'll play left guard. Otherwise, they can move other players. I mean, it's such a bad O line. It's terrible. Darius is is. is ginormous guy so he should help out a lot uh hopefully at the left tackle position that's my ideal spot for him on this vikings roster number 15 the carolina panthers like i said they mock uh traded with the new england patriots so they now have the 15th spot they get cornerback jc horn out of south carolina they get one of the top cornerbacks in this draft Uh, which, by the way, I think is a great move for the Carolina Panthers if they do happen to make this trade Um, because they really still get a a top defender that I think that they might have taken at eight. I mean, I can see a world where the Panthers take J.C. Horn at eight. Uh, It would be a little bit of a shock, but, you know, they trade back and they still get a a top corner. Uh, They lost James Bradbury this season, uh, and, yeah, they're just going to get an instant replacement. So J.C. Horn. Second best corner in the draft, in my opinion. A lot of experts have him ranked number one. Yeah, he's going to just be a great addition to this team. And they have a terrible defense. 
they really need to work on that. So Horn should be a, a good addition, should help out a lot. Number 16, the Arizona Cardinals select cornerback Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern. Very similar to the Panthers situation. The Cardinals just lost their star corner, Patrick Peterson. Uh, they need to replace him as quick as possible. So they they need to improve their defense. They added J.J. Watt this offseason to improve their D-line. I think now they need to improve their secondary. They're in a really tough division, so they need to go defense here. Greg Newsom, the second, out of Northwestern. Uh, not my favorite corner, but, you know, I, it's this is a prediction. It's not what I want. It's a prediction. So, and I think it's, I think it's going to work, work out fine for the Cardinals. I'm not going to say that Newsom's a bust. I just think that 16 might be a little too high for him, but you know, Hey, hopefully he proves me wrong. We'll see. Number 17. We have the Las Vegas Raiders selecting offensive guard, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Uh, I know the Raiders need to improve on their defense. That is a, a very big thing, but they also lost three fifths of their starting O line from last season, so they they need to improve on that as well. Uh, Vera Tucker, solid lineman. He's a natural guard, but he can also play tackle uh, as well. The Raiders said they're all in on Derek Carr. If that is true, you need to protect him. You need to make him look good, and to do that, you got to give him time in the pocket. You got to reduce those sacks. Not to mention they just have this new running back tandem in Josh Shakes with Kenyon Drake. Give him some help. Vera Tucker's really good. Uh, uh, he's a really good run blocker. So, yeah, he should be a great addition to this team. Uh, number 18, Miami Dolphins select an edge rusher, Jalen Phillips, out of the University of Miami. So, going from Miami to Miami shouldn't be a problem for Jalen Phillips. Uh, almost an ideal landing spot. So, the Dolphins, they lost one of their best uh, rushers this year in Shaq Lawson uh, during the offseason. Instant replacement for Jalen Phillips. Uh, he's my favorite edge rusher in this draft. I like him over Quiddy Pay. He started out as kind of a fringe round one draft pick, uh, and then he had, I would say, one of the more impressive pro days out of anybody in this draft class. Dolphins need an edge rusher. They also need a linebacker as well, but I think they're going to wait on that. Jalen Phillips picking up the top edge rusher in this year's draft. Uh, yeah. Number 18, I think is a good pick. Number 19, the Washington football team selects linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. What a name uh, for, out of Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, Owusu-Koromoa, super versatile. Super versatile. Uh, and Ron Rivera loves those type of players. Shaq Thompson comes to mind as a very good example. Ron Rivera was hyping him up. It's that type of player that that Rivera likes, that Riverboat Ron likes. Uh, Washington, a couple positions that they can use. Offensive lineman, I guess maybe another receiver if you want. Uh, a tight end because Logan Thomas is getting old. But yeah, I, I think at this point in the draft, they they see Owusu Koromoa still available at 19. They're going to pick him up. He, he, I mean, he could do it all. He can really do it all. He's he's. He's covered Kyle Pitts and Devonta Smith. He's stopped Najee Harris. Like he really, he's kind of that all-around player. Uh, and if he gets at, if Washington picks him up, if Washington drafts him, holy crap, that's going to be a scary defense. I mean, they're already an elite defense, and then you add a player like Abusa Koromoa, and they might be the best defense in football. 
for years to come. They have a very, very young defense, and they might be a, a top defense for many, many years. So, yeah, the amazing pick out of Washington. One of my favorite players coming out of this draft, Arusu Koromoa. Number 20, the Chicago Bears select offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, another player getting a lot of hype, and rightfully so. Uh, Bears are going to miss out on a first-round quarterback unless they decide to go with like a Sam Mills at number 20, which I, I wouldn't do. You can probably get him second round, get him third round. I wouldn't. Uh, I would lock down a top offensive tackle here. Um, yeah, Jenkins, one of my favorite alignments in this draft. I would say he's a steal at number 20. I think he's a he's a top 15 talent. Um, yeah, here's a fun stat. Last two seasons, didn't give up a single sack. That's pretty good. Uh, he's going to start a right tackle day one. You're getting a lot of hate right now uh, because, you know, you, you try to go for Russell Wilson and you end up with Andy Dalton. You need to make him look as good as you can. To, to not make the Bears fans lose their mind. So an okay season out of Andy Dalton, I think would be fine for some Bears fans, but you need to protect him. In order to have an okay season, a decent season out of Dalton, got to protect him at all costs. And Tevin Jenkins should be able to do that. 21, the Indianapolis Colts select edge rusher Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Most people's number one rated edge rusher. He's my number two. Uh, the Colts have, they've had one of the worst pass rushing defenses for a long time now, and it seems to be going unnoticed. Uh, but yeah, uh, they put in Quiddy pay. What people say is the best edge rusher in this draft. That's going to help a lot. That's going to help a lot. I, I think that this is one of my locks of, of the draft. It's something that I'm most confident in, not Quiddy pay necessarily, but the Colts picking an edge rusher. So they're, they're in a. Uh, they're they're in a division that's going to get a little tough besides you know besides the Texans but they're going to need to get to the quarterback they have a a solid defense to boost that they need to get a top edge rusher to uh to pressure the quarterback next up 22 Tennessee Titans pick one of my favorite uh defensive players in this draft cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech in my opinion, he should be the number one corner gone, but due to uh, not having a pro day because of a surgery, he's injury prone. He, his value has dropped a lot, like a lot. So the Titans, they get a steal at 22. I think Caleb Farley, if he's healthy, he could be the best corner coming out of this draft class. I think this is a, a case of overvaluing pro days. Um, you got to just look at college performance really so uh yes the titans do need a receiver but the receiving depth is so deep this year it's so deep that they can wait until the second round and still get a a, a top talent at receiver and i think this is going to be a pattern that a lot of teams are going to do uh, a lot of teams if it's not the big three if it's not chase waddle or smith I think you're going to see a lot of teams waiting to pick receiver until the second or third, which actually causes these number one or the, the first round talents like Bateman and Kadarius Tony to possibly fall into the second. So just be aware of that. That is most likely going to happen. Uh, number 23, New York Jets select edge rusher Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia. Hopefully I pronounced that name correctly. 
Uh, Robert Sala, defensive gurus, taking over as the head coach. I think he's picking up a top defensive end that'll line up against Carl Lawson. Or line up opposite, not against. Line up opposite of Carl Lawson. That's going to be a dangerous duo there. They've already improved their offense uh, and drafted Zach Wilson. They've also picked up a couple of receivers, Corey Davis. Uh, you just got to improve your defense now. So Aziz Ojolari, great signing. Best edge rusher available at this point in the draft. 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers select. Steelers hold their breath here. Center, Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. I know the Steelers could go Najee Harris, but there's this weird stigma about drafting running backs in the first round. It's almost like a like a, a hidden rule that it's like, oh, you shouldn't draft running backs first round. Never do that. Which will cause these number one or the first round running backs to drop into the second. Like, I think Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, is, they're talented enough to, and Javante Williams also, are talented enough to be a first-round, you know, be first-round guys. They can go in the first round. They sh- maybe should go in the first round. But I think Steelers are going to wait. Uh, Marquise Pouncey, their center, for a long time just retired. So I think they're going to go with one of the best centers in this draft at pick 24. It's between Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma and Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. I think they're going to go with a player who isn't dealing with an injury. So even though I think Dickerson's going to be fine by the start of the season, they're going to go with a safer option, Creed Humphrey. Uh, Which, you know, you could argue if he deserves to go in the first round, but it's a position of need for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars select safety Trevor Morig out of TCU. They drafted Trevor Lawrence first overall, improving their offense. I think that it's time to improve their defense. There's a lot of picks that could work uh, at this 25. I think that the best defensive talent is Trevor Morig. He's that safety linebacker hybrid player that'll just roam the field, disrupt the quarterback. I, I love Trevor Morig of TCU. I think he's going to be a very, very talented safety. Uh, and I think he's kind of one, one of these overlooked players in, in the first round. So if I'm Jacksonville and I get Trevor Morig at 25, I'm thrilled. Uh, 26 Cleveland Browns select defensive lineman Christian Barmore out of Alabama. I'm not sure if you've seen this guy. He is a scary, scary man. Uh, Browns recently released defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson, and I think it's going to be, boom, instant replacement, Christian Barmore. Perfect. Perfect replacement. Couldn't think of a better replacement at D-tackle. Uh, Browns also added Jadavian Clowney this offseason. That's making this team a little bit more scary. If you get, they already have a pretty solid D-line. You have Miles Garrett on one side, you got Clowney on the other, and Barmore in the middle? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna be a little nervous if uh, if <laughs> if I'm the offense. I'm terrified. So uh, yeah, they need a big run stopper, especially if you're in the AFC North. Uh, you got to deal with Lamar Jackson. That's gonna be really annoying. So Barmore should help out with that, at least stopping the inside runs. Uh, speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, they have number 27. They are picking edge rusher Jason Away. Hopefully, pronouncing that name correctly. He's out of Penn State. Uh, Ravens lost Yannick Ngakwe and Matt Judon. 
uh, in free agency this offseason. Yes, they could go wide receiver, but like I said before, uh, the depth is so, so large in wide receivers this year that I think they're going to go with the top edge rusher and wait uh, to pick a receiver until later on in the draft. Um, I think it's a high priority, especially if you want to compete in the playoffs. Ravens, is the, they're playoff contenders. But in order to make it to the Super Bowl, they need to beat Pat Mahomes. They need to beat Josh Allen. And they also need to beat the Steelers and the Browns in their division. They need to get to the quarterback. They need an edge over anything else. Uh, 28 New Orleans Saints pick cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, out of Florida State. He's a guy that didn't make my original mock draft in the first round. Uh, but I, I think I still had the Saints picking a corner. I think I had Greg Newsom. Doesn't matter. Uh, the point is, they're going to pick a corner. Janoris Jenkins, he left this offseason. Saints need to replace him. Asante Samuel Jr., he's gotten a lot of hype recently. Uh, and I think he's going to sneak into the first round. Saints are going to pick him number 28. Number 29, the Green Bay Packers select offensive tackle Samuel Cosme out of Texas. Cosme makes it to the first round. Uh, Corey Lindsley, the uh, Packers center, the former center for the Green Bay Packers, he's left. Uh, And I I would say Landon Dickerson would be really good for the Green Bay Packers, and he still would, but it looks like they already have uh, a replacement. They're going to put a guard in there, Elkton Jenkins. Never heard of him, but it looks like they... They're going to have him play center this year. So it's time to improve other parts of this own line. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, MVP last season. You know, he's again, like he's got a couple years left, but he's still getting old. And like, you don't want to risk anything. You need to protect him. Aaron Rodgers thrives when he has about five minutes in the pocket. I mean, yeah, you got to... It benefits Rodgers so much. So, uh, Cosme's played left tackle, has played right tackle. He shows the versatility that the Packers require. Number 30, here we go. We're getting a little crazy again. Buffalo Bills select running back Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Uh, when you look at the Buffalo Bills, there's really not many positions that they need to improve on this year. They could go edge rusher. Uh but there actually are recent reports stating that the Buffalo Bills are rumored to get Travis Etienne at the number 30 pick. Uh, now, the decision between Travis Etienne and Najee Harris uh, is up for debate on who should go first. But the decision to pick a running back at this position is not actually that crazy when you think about it. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary both performed like a running back two last season. Neither of them were really that that star running back that they were looking for, that workhorse back. Uh, so I think that they're going to look for another option. I think that the Bills have the luxury to experiment with another running back just because the rest of their team is so great. And Etienne, he's he can catch the ball, he can run the ball. I, I would say he, he's a little bit of a mix between Moss and Singletary just because he's eh, that's kind of mean for Travis Etienne. But... He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He can, he can really do everything. So um, I, if Etienne uh, gets drafted 30th to the Buffalo Bills, I think he's going to be the starter. I think he out, he outperforms Moss and outperforms Devin Singletary. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Number 31, the Baltimore Ravens get another pick. Like I said, the Orlando Brown trade. So they, they get the Chiefs pick. 
they are selecting offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood of, out of Alabama. I know they should go receiver here, but replacing Orlando Brown is pretty urgent. Leatherwood, he's going to sneak into the first round. Uh, he excels in run blocking. Uh, that That's something that he's very good at. He could use a little bit more work um, at, you know, protecting, protecting, I guess, uh, you know, on passing plays, but it's Baltimore Ravens. They run the ball more than any other team in the NFL. Leatherwood is very, very good uh, blocking, you know, on, on running plays. So Leatherwood is a great option there. And 32nd, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select edge rusher Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, another uh, Florida player. As fun as it would be to pick a quarterback like Sam Mills or Kellen Mund or like a running back like Najee Harris just for like shock value, uh, I think the best option is to go with edge rusher. Um, given JPP's age, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, the Bucs, I think they're going to pick up a player like Gregory Rousseau who didn't really have a, a very convincing pro day, but there's still some promise. Um, they can draft a player where they don't need him to start right away, but has this high potential where, you know, you give him a year of experience and you just kind of work with him and, and you know, hopefully he can take over uh, down the line as the, as the starter. So I think that's what the Bucks are going to do. Uh, and yeah, I would say it's a smart move. So that is it for my predictions. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, the draft goes really well. Hopefully I'm right on most of these, uh, keep, uh, keep updated on this podcast because I will be coming out with a kind of an analysis on the first round, um, probably coming out Friday. Should be coming out Friday, so the day after uh, the NFL draft, which by the time you're listening to this should be tomorrow. So really look forward to that. Uh, I'm going to be breaking down more of the fantasy aspect when it comes to uh, the analysis, when it comes to the players, as we are uh, mainly a fantasy football podcast. So, you know, when the Chargers pick an offensive line, I'm not going to spend about five minutes breaking that down. But I will go through, I will break down all the fantasy-relevant players and the fantasy implications that these draft picks have on the team. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to the draft. Hopefully you are too. I really appreciate you sticking with me through this entire mock draft. We really do appreciate it here at Barely Athletic. Hopefully you have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next time.